thanks for checking out this week's episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes or SoundCloud and get it automatically. You can like the podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. My email is open, josh at MyFirstSketch.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Josh High False. Remember, Philly Sketchfest returns for four packed days of comedy from Thursday, April 20th to Sunday, April 23rd. And there's still some time to submit your comedy shorts for the film festival on Saturday, April 22nd. The deadline for that is next Wednesday, February 22nd. And if you're interested in helping out and volunteering during the festival, you can. Check out phillysketchfest.com for more information. Bechtel Test Fest returns on March 3rd and 4th at the Christchurch Neighborhood House. Tickets are now available, either individual day passes or the two-day pass at bechtelfest.com. But before those shows, let's transition to today's guest. Andrew Coppola is the creative force behind Pleasure Blimp, which will be performing at the Philly Improv Theater on February 23rd and 24th. I've worked with him during Fitz up all night last year, and the sketch that he brought with him today is called Colonial History. Andrew plays Arthur Bickley, Alyssa Alduki plays Rod, I play Todd, and I read stage directions. So let's go to the sketch. Steer Island, we open on Arthur Buck Bickley, a 17th century explorer standing on an unnamed tropical island with two of its indigenous people, let's say Rod and Todd. He holds a banana cautiously and examines it. Rod and Todd non-verbally encourage him to take a bite. He chews deliberately and swallows with some serious side eye. After a moment, his countenance brightens. He likes it. Hey, Mikey, he likes it. My word, this is truly a marvel. Consider me flabbergasted. Thank you, white devil. Such a delightful fruit will surely please my king. Pray, what is this curved miracle called? It's a banana. Bandana? Banana. Blish blamo? Banana. B-A-N-A-N-A. Arthur considers this. He shakes his head disappointedly. No, no, I'm afraid that won't do. See, my king is not, uh, shall we say, beloved, though he's quite mighty and surely a conduit of God, definitely. So? So a name so exotic, so, no offense, ethnic. He needs something to shore up his numbers, not destroy them, something that screams Britannia. That sounds just like banana. Let me see, hmm. A chumwaller pudding stick which, once bitten plays a mellifluous chord upon one's taste buds, one which rivals the consort music of William Byrd. I would take a second and maybe reconsider banana. Very good. A chumwaller pudding stick which, once bitten, plays a mellifluous chord upon one's taste buds, one which rivals the consort music of William Byrd. Where might I find more of these? We've got, like, a forest full. Uh, Full of what? Rod looks pissed. Todd tries to appease him. Banana! Chumwaller pudding sticks. Arthur looks confused. Which once bit in play mellifluous chord upon one's taste buds. Arthur looks on, still not comprehending. One which rivals the consort music of William Byrd. 
Oh, splendid. Well, I'll be taking those. Arthur starts walking past Rod and Todd. Rod stops him. We'll be needing something in return, actually. I see. Arthur crouches, picks up a handful of dirt, stands, and extends his hand to the men. Compliments of my king. I'm going to hit him. Can I hit him? I'm afraid that's not what we had in mind. Arthur looks confused, crouches again to get more dirt. We were thinking more along the lines of gunpowder. Oh, I, I see. Well, that's very, very valuable indeed. I do say you'll have to sweeten the pot. Perhaps one of your women. Rod raises his fist. Todd intervenes, gives him a stern look. We would be honored. Arthur points to the ground. I'd like that one. I'll show her my banana. I can show her for you. Todd takes banana. Thanks for holding my chumwiler pudding stick, which once bitten plays a mellifluous chord upon one's taste buds, one just travels a concert music of William Byrd. It'll be much easier to show her my banana now. That's my sister, you. Rod lunges again. Todd holds him back. Good heavens, this man has gone positively bananas. Rod lets out a primal scream, spits. Why, I never. I've never been so insulted in my life. I'm afraid this means a spot of bother and the Seneca model of grotesque bloodshed. War? What's so hard to understand about a spot of bother and the Seneca model of grotesque bloodshed? Arthur draws his pistol. Pistol. They freeze, enter a narrator center stage. And so begins a decades-long spot of bother in the Seneca model of grotesque bloodshed, or genocide. Though, on a more positive note, the Chumwaller pudding stick, which once bitten, plays a mellifluous chord upon one's taste buds, one which rivals the consort music of William Byrd, was eventually brought back to England, where it became quite popular, such as it supplanted King Charles I. The Chumwaller pudding stick, which once bitten, plays a mellifluous chord upon one's taste buds, one which rivals the consort music of William Byrd, eventually went on to become beloved by notable Brits, from Percy Shelley to Adam Ant. It was subsequently renamed the Banana. The, the origins of this name are unclear. Most historians attribute it to Shakespeare. Hey, Andrew. Hello. All right, so tell me where this idea came from. Uh, well, uh, it came from, I had to do, uh, iron sketch. Our, our battle prop was banana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I decided I would, uh, I guess have a, a bit of fun at the expense <laughs> of genocide <laughs> and, uh, write that. I was, I was, uh, I wrote it in a car ride at, work i worked on a hot dog cart mm-hmm. and we were going to an event i think it was like a it was some kind of church thing to sell hot dogs like <laughs> fancy hot dogs and my boss was driving so i just <laughs> wrote that. uh so who was the mentor like do you remember which uh it was brianna kelly okay yeah um and who else was it do you, like who else was on the team like do you remember um are they notable yeah, names or it was uh, Liz Samty was on it. Um, Rob Queso. Okay. And Laura, whose last name I don't know because uh, I don't think it's on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, so, what 
got you to do Iron Sketch? Like, why why did you sign up for it? I, I like I I had been doing improv for a while, but I always wanted to do sketch and just uh, I like I had just started taking the the class at Fit around the same time mm-hmm. and uh, thought. Wouldn't that be a, a valuable way to meet people <laughs> that uh, I'll never work with again? <laughs> uh, um, so, all right, let's start. Let's, what what were you into as a kid? What were you watching? What made you laugh? Uh, as like a, as a kid, kid. Yeah, I was like I was a Nickelodeon kid. Um, Kablam was reliably good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked all that. Keenan and Kel. <laughs> uh, and then, like, I was allowed to watch uh, The Simpsons with my dad, which um, is the only one I still watch of those shows. Well, I mean, it's uh, the only one that's still on, but... Yeah, that's true. It is um, still on. Was there any specific, like, Simpsons that you remembered that were, like, s- like particularly, like, funny to you or as a, noteworthy as a kid? As a kid? Uh, I liked the the songs uh, so anything w- where they would break out in the song was <laughs> mm-hmm. good uh apu singing about the the quickie mart was, the who the who needs a quickie mart yeah, like, yeah okay that is uh, and and uh see my vest yeah again another horrible thing that we've made funny like let's murder these 25 dogs and mm-hmm. let's make a funny song out of it genocide <laughs> Killing I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I made it funny. You don't. <laughs> hey, but that was tough to to read again. <laughs> um, so you were doing improv. So let's go through. Like, does improv start fit? Like, yeah. Um, actually, well, okay. I'll go even further back. I started with sketch classes at Fit uh, before they had like before they did classes at the the Adrian. So they were still at like random places throughout the city. Yeah. They, they were, they started at, at painted bride. That, is yeah. that what it's called. And then, uh, in the middle of that class, it moved to, uh, the ethical society. Okay. Um, and that's when I stopped going cause I was commuting in from Delaware uh, at the time and mm-hmm. I didn't want to, park around Rittenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided comedy is on the back burner. Let's just just because you don't want to park for another two years. <laughs> wow. Okay. So who would have been the teacher in that? Uh, it was Brian Kelly. Okay. Yeah. So um, you you had sketch one on one Brian Kelly. You abandon it, and then I came back to it uh, with Brian Kelly again. And that's when um, it's at the age. Yeah. And I had been doing improv for. Okay. A long so time all right. So. Improv 101, who, where'd you start with that? Uh, I started, Amy Rowe was my, my okay. first teacher. And then 201, like. 201. Uh, gonna, gonna do them all. Uh, Mike Hawkman. Okay, three. Uh, Mike uh, Marbeck. Four. Oh, Greg. And your uh, conservatory? Uh, you haven't done it yet? I thought you did. I haven't done conservatory. Oh, I thought you did. I, I would like to. It seems like they got a pretty cool program set up now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you you redo 101 with Brian. Mm-hmm. 
No tool. Did you do the two hundred ones? I've been trying to like buddy a two hundred one for yeah. a while. Uh, I got a signed one, and then it just didn't 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 launch. Hmm. Uh, and then with improv, you do improv with. You were on. I'm trying to remember. Is it Masher that you were? Yeah, or? I've been on a. Uh, I'm on my my third house team at Fit. What was the first one? Um, the first one was called This Is Your Captain. Okay. Um, and that was a team full of maniacs. <laughs> uh, Who was the director? Nick Mira. Okay. Um, he's not in Philly anymore. Uh, we drove him out. <laughs> uh, God, then that's w- true. Then Masher uh, with Nick Gillette. Mm-hmm. And now I'm on... I know the name of it. I don't need to uh, drum roll. Hackett Park uh, right. with uh, Hunter. And uh, that's that's pretty fun. <laughs> so um, as you're as you're going through the improv thing, like what draws you back to sketch? Like what? Why? Why then was the time to go to sketch? Uh, I think it's because I didn't like improv. Um, <laughs> uh, sketch was always like what I wanted to be doing. Uh, mm. And w- weirdly enough, um, I think because I'm, I, I, d- I don't necessarily like play well with others. It's weirdly easier to do improv because no one's going to like fucking kick you out of an improv <laughs> group. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Uh, so I just, I had a hard time like meeting people to work on sketch stuff with and i'm not like a hard worker (laughs) 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 not a self-starter but that's not the only time you've done iron sketch right like you've done it like i think i did iron sketch twice do you remember who was your second mentor and group second mentor was brian uh brian kelly was that the month that he did both of them at the same time? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. um, that was especially towards the <laughs> end of my yeah. sketch. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so we have done uh, Up All Night Together, mm. which is Fitz, I guess, now defunct show where you get together for 24 hours and write a show. And you probably had like one of the bigger moments in the show with this idea that just makes no sense <laughs> and it shouldn't work, but it was like one of the funniest things that came up with meatball magician. Like, yeah, that never evolved past the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> like what's, and, what's your pitch? Meatball magician. And we all loved it. <laughs> what's it about? Oh, <laughs> meat. <laughs> Day of the show. It's, uh, happening. it's still just meatball. Magician. A magician that works with meatballs and, Aren't you like a vegetarian? Like, or weren't you at the point where you're like, I don't want to eat a meatball? Like, yeah, I mean, I I'm primarily I. It would have been weird for me to eat a meatball. Um, I had to eat <laughs> some of the. I went to Subway and got a meatball <laughs> sub. I had some Trader Joe's veggie balls that I, I could use for the like intense eating parts <laughs> but then for like just prop stuff i had a meatball sub from subway and i had to take a bite of the bread so i'm sure i got some of the <laughs> beef in there well, I, appreciate, uh, I appreciate the commitment of a. Uh, but like you almost you made me break into one sketch that night where uh there was the 
a sketch with a drug dealer that had a um like a a, a rewards card like you know like CVS or Rite Aid has and just how you said everything <laughs> killed me every single time like you were so happy and so excited and that was just so funny to me like it really ruined my like I, I think I had to like look away because you were just like oh man can I get the heroin like I just I was not like I don't do very well when I when I was breaking. I think that is one of the the joys of Fall <laughs> Night. It's just the everyone really is delirious yeah. when it's showtime and you're watching uh, crazy people on stage. And I think everyone's like, "Hey, you want to go do something else?" And I think didn't you have to go do another show like immediately after that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I had an improv show. Uh, basically an hour after <laughs> up all night. So you would gotten didn't like do well. In <laughs> Cause I remember like you and Frank were like, Hey, you guys going to go to the show? And I was like, no, <laughs> yeah, Frank absolutely not. My bed is calling. Like, um, so you've done iron sketch, you've done up all night and now you're performing, writing, performing, whatever we want to call it as pleasure blimp. Mm-hmm. So this is just you not working well with others. Let's yeah. do it myself. Like, I, I like uh, this time. It's I, I, I've I've done shows uh, with other people before where I I just wrote it and got them to act in. Yeah, it. Uh, and it was it was f- fun. Um, I, like <laughs> I didn't choose to scrap it because I had a bad experience or anything, but, uh, I kind of felt like I don't want to ask anyone, not like (laughs) just the, like the social, uh, I didn't want to send a a message on Facebook and I didn't want to like have to set up a practice. (laughs) It's just easier to do it yourself. Yeah. And, and I would, I had sort of gotten into the idea of doing more, like musical sketch mm-hmm. over the course of um, this current show's gestation, I guess. Mm. Uh, and I'm not like a musician. <laughs> so how does that, like, how do you like? Uh, it basically means I, I was too embarrassed, uh, embarrassed to ask any real musicians to like help make it sound better. <laughs> So, <laughs> so are you just doing like like three chords on a guitar or like it's, yeah uh, i mean i've I, i've been playing guitar for like 15 years but okay so it's not even it's not that basic it, but like i'm not uh and yeah i'm not good at it though like so. you're, you're not looking at your left hand as you change chords like uh, kind of <laughs> <laughs> okay. i i performed music live like not counting karaoke uh, which, sir, I guess live and sober for the first time uh, on, uh, I guess earlier this week on uh, Bill and Julia's. Oh, uh, that was the first time that you're like. Yeah, and I, I asked uh, Beth from uh, the Flannel Chucks who were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like I wouldn't have gone out of my way to <laughs> ask. But <laughs> she was there and I was like, hey, how how do I make it? sound like uh <laughs> like you do <laughs> <laughs> uh 
and she uh, very kindly showed me showed me the ropes. <laughs> but that was in character, right? Like that was a was that as pleasure blimp or was that as? So the way that, uh, pleasure blimp is going right now is this show is going to be primarily like one character. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the the Philip? Philip Drippings. Okay. Um, and he's he's based on like Roger Waters, uh, sort of Peter Gabriel, mm-hmm. like these. I just love pretentious old <laughs> British dudes. Okay. Like, there's something fancy and like, uh, you know, if, if they're listening, I'm not trying to knock <laughs> Roger Waters, <laughs> but uh, I listened to him on. WTF, mm-hmm. and he like stopped the whole interview to read a poem, <laughs> and it was just like I fucking want to be this for a while. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing this show. Um, okay, so you basically take this character as Roger Waters mm. reading a poem, like mm. all right. Um, what uh, what what drew you to do comedy? Like, um, I mean, you, you did it, you wanted to do it enough that you would drive to the paint bride, yeah. but apparently not enough to drive <laughs> a mile further into the city to park in Rittenhouse. Like yeah. <laughs> what drew you to it originally? Like what uh, made you say, I'm going to take this class. I think I, like I, I was new in the area. So I, I did just want to, to meet, people to some extent and it's going great um (laughs) (laughs) i uh i I, when i finally got involved at fit i was also going to temple and um i like even though i was just i was 24 i think uh it felt like way too old to be doing anything with Mm. anyone there uh which in retrospect uh, is kind of neurotic, but also like, also kind of true. Yeah, like. and I had just like spent the past couple years uh, living in Delaware, where I didn't know a soul except for my parents, and they were like my my roommates, <laughs> my drinking buddies. <laughs> so, comedy was like just a way to to meet people who knew how to goof off. Um, How did you find out about Fit? Google search. You know, Greg really owes Google a ton <laughs> of money. Um, so, like, all right, we talked about what you're watching as a kid with Nickelodeon and all that. Like, what as you're growing up, like, what's your new like comedy progression? What's sticking out to you as a teenager, as an early twenty something? Uh, I I liked uh, Conan a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, always the Simpsons. It's like the there's nothing that beats the Simpsons. Are you are you one of the ones that thinks that Simpsons has gotten bad? Like where I think Simpsons has gone on for, has been on for so long that like there's people that think that there, there's been a dead period or like mm. a lull or they're just grown out of it, which I think is probably more the case. Yeah, I mean, I like I watch. I still watch, uh, and actually, I feel like this season and maybe last season 
have had some brighter spots. Mm-hmm. I, I do feel like you watch something like uh, a fish called Selma. Yeah. And it's like wall to wall good. Mm hmm. And they don't really have that as much anymore. Right. Like, but yeah, it, I, I feel like I don't, I'm not dumping on it because I no. still watch it and I still like it. But I do think that there's, there was probably a freshness to the, the characters and the idea of the show yeah. that just is gone forever. Right. Well, because you have a 10-year-old boy that's been a 10-year-old mm-hmm. boy for almost 30 years now, yeah. like who's been playing by a, a woman who started in her twenties and is That's now like thing is I, the, my bigger complaint, uh, more so than the, the like decline in writing. Cause there, there's still good jokes in every, yeah. like I, I'm not happy with the, the voice acting these days. Really? Uh, it's just it, like, it doesn't sound right. Hmm. And uh, I know I'm being such like a, a rockist, such a a purist. But I, See, I think it's interesting. Like, to I mean, it. I haven't watched too many of the, the more recent episodes, but like everything, there was that one like salary dispute a couple of years ago mm-hmm. where Harry Shearer left the show mm-hmm. and they weren't like sure what to do with mm-hmm. Burns and all the other characters that he does. I was like, and there's a part of me that was like, you're leaving a show that pays you six figures mm. to sit in a recording booth for four hours. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, and it's funny. Cause when I think of like my, my displeasure with the voice acting, he's like, he's not the one that he's, the, uh, he's, uh, I don't, I like principal Skinner. doesn't sound like principal Skinner to me anymore. Well, he's not Principal Skinner anymore. He's Armin Tanzarian. Like, uh, yeah, they've totally. That is, that, I think that <laughs> is a defining moment. Like, uh, that's where it it stopped being pristine. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's not totally jumped the shark, but it completely changed what the show is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a very grounded like. Because the first couple seasons, it's actually just a grounded family sitcom right. that just happens to be animated, mm-hmm. and then Homer goes to space and. Skimor, uh, Seymour Skinner's no longer who you think he is. Like. And there's still good episodes. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just giggling at stuff <laughs> from the space episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you mentioned Fish on Wanda, and I just read the book, uh, Phil Hartman's biography a couple weeks ago. And he talked about like he only wanted to do it once. He only wanted to guest star once, and they just kept asking him back, and he just kept coming. And then they, uh, I forget who it was, but they mentioned how, like, Troy McClure and Lionel Hutz are the same voice. Like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't change them at all, and he didn't care to change them at all, but no one, like, says anything, like, that they're not two different character voices. And Yeah. So, Fish Called Wanda, I mean, Fish Called Sam was a great episode. It's such a weird, bizarre look into... Mm -hmm. Um, so and again, the, the music in that is fantastic. That uh, Doctor Zayas yeah. is in that one, isn't it? Um, uh, as a sketch comedian, and you know, same question I ask everybody: Saturday Night Live, who would be your favorite? Uh boy, like this is a tough question because uh, I don't want to pick anyone that 
like says the wrong thing about me. Uh, there are no wrong answers to this question. No, there, there are a couple <laughs> wrong answers to this question, but I'm pretty sure you're not going to hit one of them. Uh, when I like think back on the SNL that I, I have loved, uh, <laughs> I, we can update, uh, with Norm Macdonald is probably mm-hmm. like the, I guess the platonic, uh, ideal of, of what I, I'm thinking of when <laughs> I think of SNL. Right. Uh, I feel like I, I always, I like weekend update pretty much forever. Whoever is in that chair with the exception of like Jimmy Fallon. You don't like the Jimmy Fallon update? Like, I just don't like that dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, now you answered that question as if you've given up on Saturday Live. Like I, I, I watch it. I like it. I think I don't, uh, I I I don't want to like idealize old SNL either. Like, mm-hmm. I think what is why that show is still on and still successful is that throughout every era, there's been sort of something for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. even in uh, you know, sort of leaner times. There's still there's like, yeah, the like weirdos we, in the we cast. Can, we can say that there's certain seasons that aren't good, yeah. but you can still find good things in those seasons. Yeah. Like you can crap on like the 1980s where Eddie Murphy has just started getting on the show, like, mm. but you still have Eddie Murphy on the show. Like Gilbert Godfrey might not be great at Saturday Night Live, yeah, but there's still going to be a good piece here and there. Like right, and like you know, I didn't, I didn't. I love the the years that uh, someone like Will Forte was on, but I liked watching him. I was about to say, like, why are you crapping on Will Forte? <laughs> no, like, the, he w- was something that would, yeah. would draw me in, even if the rest of the episode was yeah. whatever. Uh, um, so, you probably... Like, your sketch endeavors are primarily like solo based and now you're dabbling with musical. Mm. What is something that you've learned from doing in your time of doing comedy of doing improv and sketch that you would offer forth to a new writer or someone that hasn't that much experience? Um, I guess let yourself be surprised by where your muse takes you like I, I I heartily encourage everyone takes sketch classes because I learned very valuable things there but uh, hopefully people like use that as the basis to ignore a lot of what they learned you yeah know? like all right so you say that you've learned a lot like what is there something from a sketch class that like really like like jumped out at you uh, uh, it's like I don't know if I could name anything like that's uh, a like a rule across the board that just like makes something work, but I, I feel like uh, having smart people like Brian and I, I've I buddied a one hundred and one briefly and couldn't finish it with like Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, hearing their voices 
in your head while you're writing or while, especially while yeah. you're revising uh, is valuable too. Yeah. Like, but uh, you don't want to have like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like sketch shaped sketches so sure. much. I like, no, because if you do, you're not going to get Meatball Magician and yeah. like whatever weirdness comes out of your head. So I guess like uh, it's it's let yourself deviate from what you know to be best practice. Okay. <laughs> like, that works. Fuck it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Andrew. Cool. Thank you. So looking over the fit calendar for the next month, I'm happy to see that Up All Night is back on the schedule, moving to Sunday evenings. Andrew Coppola will be seen next at Frog Night, February 19th at 7 p.m. at Good Good Comedy. Pleasure Blimp and Casey Masterpiece take the fit stage, February 23rd and 24th at 8.30 p.m. And you can see him doing improv as part of Hackett Park during Herald Night on Wednesdays at Fit. My First Sketch is a Philly Sketch Fest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at phlsketchfest. For more information about comedy in Philly, head to watercooler.com. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Like My First Sketch on Facebook. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Now go see some comedy.